in this seventh session on Ephesians 1, 11 to 14, I simply want to tackle the meaning of the word gospel. And you can see in the Greek here, maybe you can, this is a little word, this is a word, it's all one word, you meaning good or well, and this is news, good news, good news. Gospel, good tidings in the old English. So, what is the good news in the book of Ephesians? Let's just stay right here in Ephesians and look up. This is what I do, and you can do it as well as I can. Look up in the book of Ephesians all the uses of this word and its verb form to preach as good news, euangelizomai. So this is the noun, gospel, and preach the gospel is used a couple of times. So let's look at all of them, all with a view to getting at the content of what the gospel is, the gospel of your salvation. In him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory, in whom you also, having heard the word of truth, which we talked about last time, the gospel of your salvation, which we talked about last time, and having believed in him, were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance unto the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. So, Father, guide us so that we think your thoughts about this very, very precious news. Show us what it is, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at all the places where it's used in Ephesians. Here's chapter 2. Now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, that's you Gentiles, once were far off, far off from Christ, the Messiah, far off from God, far off from the promises, far off from the covenants, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And he reconciled us both to God, reconciled to God in one body through the cross. So the blood and the cross are the key effective elements or events here by killing the hostility. And he came and preached as gospel peace to you who were afar off and peace to those who were near. So the gospel preached what he's preaching. This is the direct object of this verb, preach as gospel. He preached as gospel peace. And specifically, it's the peace that those who were far off now have because they've been brought near by the blood of Jesus, by the cross of Jesus. The hostility between God and man has been taken away, and we have peace with God. So the gospel is peace with God through blood right? We're not making this up. The peace you have with God, the reconciliation you have with God by the blood of Christ or by the cross of Christ. Chapter 6, verse 15, therefore calls it like this, put on as shoes for your feet the 
the readiness given by the gospel of peace. He can simply sum it up as the gospel of peace. And now we know what he's talking about when he says gospel of peace, because we've seen how it works there in chapter 2. Here's a second point about the gospel. Chapter 6, verse 19, pray for me that words may be given to me in the opening of my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Mystery of the gospel. So the gospel has a mystery in it. What is it? He tells us flat out. In chapter 3, verse 6, the mystery, this mystery is that the Gentiles, the nations, not just Jews, are fellow heirs. In other words, they've been brought near, members of the same body, partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So the mystery of the gospel is that the Gentiles are included in this glorious peace that we have with God through Christ. Chapter 3, verse 8. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, the unsearchable, preach as gospel to the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches of Christ. So again, unsearchable riches here is the direct object of the verb preach as gospel. Preach as gospel. What do you preach when you preach as gospel? You preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. So how shall we, we sum this up? Let's do it like this. Peace with God by blood of Christ. That's number one. Number two, all the riches of Christ come to those who have peace with God by his blood. And all those riches are the good in the good news. Three, the mystery of Gentiles, all the nations, every race, every ethnicity included. And we can add by faith, which we'll see explicitly in this, these verses. So, point one of the Gospel in Ephesians, peace with God, reconciled with God, all our trans transgressions forgiven, all his wrath removed, all of it based on the blood of Christ. That's the negative, all uh, hostility removed. The positive is all the riches that are in Christ come to those that enjoy this peace, and that includes every single nation. All you have to do is have the Messiah. So when you come to verses seven to nine here, what you notice is in him we have redemption through his blood. So there's the blood that's included in one, chapter one, verses seven through nine. That's what we're working on is one, three to 14, and how these fit in the letter. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches 
of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery. So we have all three pieces. Peace by blood, forgiveness by blood, all the riches of grace, or same as the riches of Christ, I think here, included for those who are forgiven. This mystery is included in, I mean, this mystery means that the Gentiles are included. And since all three of those are right here in the context of the riches of grace, which is what verses 3 to 14 are all about, the glory of God's grace, I want to argue that we can start at the beginning and say that gospel blessings by blood for Gentiles include all the blessings. So we're looking at the whole text now. He blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. He chose us in him. He predestined us through him for adoption. Glorious grace is behind it all. He blessed us with that grace. We have redemption. We have forgiveness of sins. We have the lavishing of knowledge given to us about the mystery. And we have obtained an inheritance. And we have a God who is working everything together to secure the predestined inheritance. In other words, the gospel in verse 13 is the good news that. By the blood of Christ, through faith, which we'll talk about next, the gospel is the the good news that by the blood of Christ, all the riches that are described in verses 3 through 14 come to everyone who believes, including Gentiles. And what, what I want to do next time is ask, how do we connect? How do the Gentiles, how does anyone connect with all these blessings? Now, the key, of course, is going to be faith. But how does that come about? How does the salvation described in these verses become your salvation?